From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a tremendous tree tussle between two prolific plants. One side towers tall with fancy fronds, while the other amazes with its needles and cones. It's palm trees versus pine trees. In one corner, we've got writer, comedian, and improviser Andy Hillbrands here to sing the praises of palm trees. Tobin is going to be pining after my performance today (laughs) once I get this debate in the palm of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And in the other, it's writer, actor, and creator of Jews Love Trees, Tobin Mitnick here to tell us why pines are oh so fine. I'm a pappy feeling sappy and I'm not groaning because I'm coning. Shout out to some (laughs) fine trees, the pine trees. (laughs) And here to judge it all is Taylor from Lakeside, California. Taylor is fluent in Spanish, has broken four bones, loves learning about science, and has a fairy garden. Welcome, Taylor. Hi. So, Taylor, I can't believe you've broken four bones. Do you have a wild bone-breaking story you'd like to share with us today? It was either last Sunday or the Sunday before. I was bending down to get something in my room before I left somewhere with my dad. And I bent down, but I have a folding chair in my room with like a metal rim. And I hit the tip of my tailbone (gasps) on the metal rim. And so I have like a broken tailbone right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Taylor. (laughs) Okay, we need to just wrap you in bubble wrap for a little while. I hope you're okay with that. Seriously. (laughs) Well, will Taylor side with playful palms, or will she be persuaded by pleasant pines? There's no telling. Taylor, are you ready to judge today's debate? Yes. Before we dive in, let's review the rules of the game. Every debate consists of four rounds of argumentation, the declaration of greatness, the micro round, the sneak attack, and the final six. After each round, our judge Taylor will award points to the team that impresses her the most, but she'll keep her decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Andy, Tobin, and Taylor, are we ready? Yes, I am. Uh, Yes, Molly. Never been readier. (laughs) Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. In this round, our debaters will present a well-crafted, immersive argument in favor of their side. Then they'll each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. We flipped a coin, and Andy, you're up first. Tell us why palms are top-tier trees. As a kid... I spent a lot of time in my yard, face to face with my enemy. It was twisted and gnarly, about 40 feet tall and covered in long, spiky branches. It was a pine tree. My job was to rake all of its sharp, pokey needles into piles. I can still feel the sweat running into my eyes, the blisters on my fingers. Hello, Andy. I've been pining to see you. (gasps) You, the pine tree that stole my childhood. I've still got mountains of needles for you to rake. (laughs) 
having a bad dream. Palmy the palm tree? Oh, thank goodness. Was it the pine tree nightmare again? Oh, here, pal. Let me fan you with my palm fronds. Ah, <sighs> thanks, buddy. It's hard not to feel relaxed when you're lying in the shade of a palm tree. That's why palm trees are the symbol of rest and relaxation. Just picture it. Resting against the trunk of a palm tree, wiggling your toes in the soft, warm sand while the ocean waves lap against the shore. Because that's what palm trees represent to me. Carefree vacation vibes. See, even that seagull agrees with me. And palm trees are so much more than just a symbol. They're givers. Around the world, palm trees are an important source of food, giving us everything from coconut milk to sweet, juicy dates. And it's not just food. Right you are, my bark-covered friend. Palms also give us lots of other stuff like coconut oils and butters to moisturize our skin and hair. Scientists have even found that you can use coconut oil as a biofuel to power an engine. That's right, an engine that runs on the power of palm trees. Plus, our palm fronds are used for making baskets, furniture, even buildings. Yeah, dried palm fronds have been used for hundreds of years to weave thatched roofs in South America and Southeast Asia. And a project from the United Nations found that palm fronds can be a cheap, sustainable building material. Just like how the leaves can be woven together to provide shelter, the palm tree has woven itself into so many different cultures and religions. It's true. Humans have been growing palms for over 5,000 years. It's believed that ancient Egyptians saw palm fronds as a symbol of eternal life, while the Romans thought of them as a symbol of victory. And for the Cahuilla people of California, palms have long been used for shelter, food, even to make tools and eating utensils. They even have a story about how the first palm came to be. Ah, oh, I love this one! The legend goes that there was a man named Mauel who was near the end of his life. He didn't want to leave his community empty-handed, so he stood tall and transformed into a palm tree. Bark grew around his legs and leaves sprouted from his head. The tree provided shade on hot days, sweet fruit and flour for cakes, and let people know if water was nearby. Soon, people started coming from all over to see the palm tree and eat its sweet fruit. They also took seeds back home with them, and boom, suddenly, palms were everywhere. So there you have it. Palms are providers through and through. And unlike pine trees, those palms are so easy to hug. So true. Bring it in, friend. Hmm. <laughs> A lovely argument for the lovable, huggable oh, palm gosh. tree. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! I'm so Is glad my roommate. Anywhere? I'm so glad my roommate Palmy got to make the show. <laughs> Taylor, Sorry. Taylor, what stood out to you about Andy's declaration of greatness? I thought it was really neat how many uses the palm tree has. That it can provide food, biofuel, and because I have a palm tree in my backyard. Oh, I remember kind of like hugging it with one arm one time when I was little Aww. and walking in circles around it, counting Aww. how many times I could go around Aww. it. See, that's the love palm tree can provide. <laughs> yeah, so you have a palm tree roomie too. All right. 
Tobin, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to poke holes in Andy's argument. Good and luck. your time <laughs> starts oh. now. Oh, Andy, Andy. <laughs> You've bought into the tree propaganda, my friend. <laughs> Palms as givers. Try takers, my friend, of water as invasive plants because none of them are actually native to uh, Los Angeles. And so um, the city has to figure out what to do with all these trees that are eating up all the native water, but also as takers of dreams. That's right. <laughs> they were meant to lure people to the West Coast so they could be have those dreams smashed into pieces on the ground. <laughs> and it looks like you bought into it. It looks like and you bought it. Hook, line, and sinker, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would just like to remind you, Tobin. Go on. You were lured out here too you live here no i came here by necessity and i'm miserable <laughs> well this is an excellent time for tobin to do his argument let's hear tobin why we should be pining after pine trees hmm. how uninspiring for a poet to be so uninspired <laughs> Oh, my stars! That scent! What glorious olfactory sensation of butterscotch and pineapple is this? Aha, of course, the preeminent pine. I feel my poetic gift returning! Oh, pine, you winking wooden creature of the morn, whose limber boughs hath built my humble hut. Your sugary sap doth make me feel newborn, while gorge I on your heavenly pine nut. Oh, my ouchie stars. Ah, <laughs> yes. Even the pain of your plummeting pine cones is exquisite. Ah, pines. The evergreen queens of my heart. How I marvel at your tremendous trunks and be needled branches. Thou selfless, speechless guardians of the planet. While palms are off showboating at casinos, sucking every last drop of water from the parched Los Angeles soil... Pines are taking sweet care of Mother Earth. In one year, a single adult pine tree absorbs almost 50 pounds of carbon dioxide, one of the gases in our atmosphere making global warming worse and our planet hotter. Many pines are also adapted to withstand forest fires, which are becoming more common because of climate change. Some pine species can resprout very quickly after being burned, and for others, fire can actually help them spread their seeds. They use a sticky goo called resin to seal their seeds inside their cones. And when a fire sweeps through, the resin melts and the seeds go a-flying. Holy smokes! I've been cooped up in that pine cone forever and now it's finally time to see the world. I mean, seed the world. <coughs> this fire is fire, man! It's giving me wings! Wee! Pines are also survivors. One of the oldest and toughest of them all? The bristlecone pine. Bristlecone pines are the all-knowing trolls of the pine world. They're gnarled and short and known for their twisted branches, which reach toward the sky like claws. And they're extreme. They can handle frigid temperatures, bone-dry soil, and whipping winds for thousands of years. One of the oldest living organisms on Earth is a bristlecone pine in California nicknamed Methuselah. It's been alive for almost 5,000 years! which means it sprouted up in California before the pyramids of Giza were built in Egypt. I was so taken by the idea of Methuselah that I made a special pilgrimage to Inyo National Forest in California to see if I could find it. 
I searched for hours inspecting each brilliant, beautiful bristlecone. But soon the pines began to blend together. The dry air scratched at my lungs. The sun mocked me with its gaze. Even the mountain bluebirds seemed to laugh at me with their song. Would I ever find this magnificent tree? I was on the brink of giving up when... (gasps) There it was. I could hardly believe it. The only thing to do was to bow down before its mighty, partially desiccated roots and weep. Which I did. Twice. All hail the mighty Methuselah. Because pine trees are thought to have mystical powers. In many cultures around the world, pine trees are seen as magical symbols of unity, hope, and everlasting life. Especially in Japan. One of the most famous pines there is called the Yamaki Pine. It was dug up and put in a pot around 400 years ago and passed down from generation to generation as a bonsai tree. In 1945, when the American military dropped an atomic bomb on Hiroshima during World War II, the little tree survived. Later, the Japanese made peace with the Americans and presented the tree as a gesture of friendship between the two nations. And that little pine also has a nickname, the Peace Tree of Hiroshima. It's still growing stronger than ever, and you can see it at the National Arboretum in Washington, D.C., Whether ponderosa pinyon or Vietnamese white pine, cultures around the world have honored these magnificent trees. And for good reason. Pines are environmental rock stars, rough and tough survivors, and they exude a certain je ne sais quoi. That's French for I don't know what. But you know what I do know? Pines are divine. Oh, pine. How I pine for thee. Wow. Is there anything those pines can't do? Moving oh, I can think of a few greatness. things. What, what, Andy? Name one thing. Name one thing. Name one thing they can't do. Get well, hugged comfortably. <laughs> I hug them all the time. I hug them all the time. I'm literally hugging a pine right now. It's really small. Taylor, what stood out to you about Tobin's argument there? I thought it was neat that one tree could absorb 50 pounds of carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. And I did think it was cool that, um, that a bonsai tree survived a bomb. That... That's pretty crazy to It's me. pretty amazing. Okay, Andy, it's your turn. You've got 30 seconds to rebut Tobin and chop down Team Pine Tree, and your time starts now. Thank you, Tobin. You said that uh, the pine tree can remove carbon dioxide. Well, that's all trees, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that again. Um, also, Methuselah, there is also a palm tree called Methuselah, which was germinated from a 2,000-year-old seed, which is not being kept secret. You can go see it and hug it right now here in (laughs) California. Another thing, you said that they are, oh, they're their survivors and that they're helpful with fire. No, they help spread fire when they drop those needles and then they dry. But what about the rest of the forest? What about the squirrels and the trees that have not adapted to withstand the fire? It's like having one person in the family car ride turn the AC up to 100. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't goodness. go to 100, Andy. <laughs> Drive a newer car. <laughs> okay, Taylor, it is time to award your points. Please give one point to the declaration of greatness you liked best and one point to the rebuttal that won you over. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one team's jokes make you giggle? Was another team's logic to die for? Award your points, but don't tell us who's getting them. Both points could go to the same person or each person could get a point. Have you made your decision, Taylor? Yes. Wonderful. All right. Tobin and Andy, how are you two feeling so far? Pretty confident. I feel like Tobin is more bark than bite. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, that's a real uh, palm palm slap 
on the. I don't have a pun. I don't have a pun. Wow. You know why? Because palms aren't trees. We'll talk about it later. Oh, all right. Take a minute to fan out your fronds and don't get too sappy. Because we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're listening to State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Howdy ho, debate arenos. I'm Todd Douglas, and I'm here with the ranch to my celery sticks. Taylor Lincoln. And would you believe it, we just caught another logical fallacy. Logical fallacies are debate no-nos that make your argument so, so much weaker. We just saw someone use the false dichotomy fallacy. That's when a person makes it seem like there are only two sides to an argument, even though there are many different sides. Check it out. Hey, Jojo, do you want an apple? They're delicious. Hmm, no thanks. I'm good. What? You just hate apples? Uh, that's not what I said. Well, either you like them or you don't. If you don't want this apple, well... You must really not like apples. Not true, Jenny. I just had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, and I'm still full. Just admit you hate apples, Jojo. Um, excuse me? That's a false dichotomy. Just because I don't want an apple right now doesn't necessarily mean I don't like them. I'm just too full. And there could be lots of other reasons I don't want an apple. Like, maybe I just brushed my teeth. Or I only like Granny Smiths. Or maybe I'm allergic. Oh, whoopsie-daisy. My bad. Sorry for getting ahead of myself. This should be a fallacy-free friendship. No worries. Save me an apple for later. You got it. JoJo stopped that false dichotomy fallacy in its tracks. Right. Things are rarely black and white. There are usually lots of different sides to a story or an argument. And in this case, many different sides to a snack. Speaking of, I've got a hankering for a Honeycrisp. Ooh, make that two tickets to Crunchtown. We'll catch you next time on State State of Debate. Smash. Boom. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Taylor. And we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Take a listen to this delightfully creative debate idea from Ronan. My debate idea is painting versus drawing. What an awesomely artful idea. We'll check back with Ronan at the end of this episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate, palm trees versus pine trees. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro round. For the micro round challenge, each team has prepared a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Today's micro round is called Letter to the Editor. We asked Andy and Tobin to write a letter to the editor complaining about the other side. Andy went first last time, so Tobin, you're up. Let's hear you pontificate about the problems with palms. Dear sir, As I sit here in the shade of my eastern white pine, whose tree rings tell the entire story of my life since my grandpappy planted it on the day of my birth, I feel ashamed to be a subscriber to your once-esteemed publication. In an article dated this Tuesday last, a reporter under your journalistic jurisdiction repeatedly referred to a certain large monocotyledon, that means a grass-like plant, as a palm tree. 
After lifting my jaw up off the floor and reattaching it to my zygoma, that means my skull, I said to myself, is this fellow mad? Let us set aside the issue of shade, of which palms have none, and the fantastic falsehoods, of which palms have many. I will even overlook the palms' fabled reputation as a luxury resort for rats, and it is well known that I despise rats. No, sir, the great sin of your publication is to label the palms as trees, which they are not. Trees have growth rings. They are great emissaries from the past who bestow us with invaluable wisdom of days gone by. But palms have no growth rings. Therefore, they have no memory. And therefore, they have no wisdom to impart. Does this sound like a tree to you? I beg you to relabel these pitiful pretenders correctly as palm plants. But let it be known that should you blaspheme the name of tree again, you will be hearing from my lawyers at Linden, Hawthorne, and Pine, LLC. Sincerely, Outraged in Ontario. <laughs> wow. I never re- lived in on- Ontario, but uh, I love alliteration. So, Tobin, your argument is labels? Yeah, it's it a, is it's a 2023, process argument. sir. It's a process argument. That's how our country works. <laughs> so does, is Chris Pine not a human because he doesn't grow pine cones? Wait. Does, I mean, your label system is just <laughs> baffling to me. It's relatable, Andy. Okay. Andy, it's your turn. Please share why you might whine about pines. Dear editor, Preston the Poodle here. I'm writing this while my human is sound asleep, which is really hard because I don't have human thumbs. Recently, human loaded me into their car and said we're going to be one with nature. Never met nature, but seems like they could be pretty chill. Let me tell you, I was sorely mistaken. We went somewhere called the forest, and it was filled with these giant spiky things called pine trees. Talk about barking up the wrong tree. Pines are pawful. They make this super sticky stuff called sap that gets everywhere, especially when you're a curious good boy such as myself. It got in my fur and on my paws? Preston, how could it get worse, you ask? Curiosity isn't just for cats, so I thought, eh, why not try nibbling on some of those dry pokey sticks under the tree? My human called them needles? Needles are the worst part of the vet. Why would I want them on my walk? Not to mention, they totally gave my tummy the worst bellyache. So, now I'm inside eating rice while my human is down by the lake pretending to fish while taking selfies when he should be on the phone with my dog groomer, Esteban. I'm sure the forest has some positives, but on a scale of K1 to K9, I give it a zero. Belly rubs forever. Pressed in the poodle. Wow. That dog does True not like story. pine trees at all. No. Um, I'm not going to trust the dog with anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You did use the pun pawful in there. I just want to I just want to point that yeah, out. Yeah, it was a triumph. <laughs> My gosh. The puns are My coming gosh. fast and <laughs> furious. Okay, Taylor, what stood out to you about those two micro rounds? I noticed that in Tobin's argument, he was talking about how they're not trees because they don't have rings. 
And I thought that was interesting, and I never thought about that, mm. probably because I've never cut down a pine tr- uh, palm tree. Then in Andy's argument, uh, he said that sap can be messy, and it sounded like my dog. Mm. So you have some experience with that. Just a little clarifying point about the palm trees is that they are more closely related to grass than pine trees. Interesting fact. Okay, Taylor, it's time to award a point, but don't tell us who it's going to. Who made you laugh? Who crammed in more facts? Who wrote the sassiest letter? The criteria are totally up to you. Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Stupendous. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy... (laughs) Sneak attack. This is our improv round where debaters have to respond to a challenge on the spot. Today's sneak attack is called Genre Replay. Andy and Tobin, for this challenge, we want you to come up with one stellar sentence making a case for your side. Then we'll give you three different genres and you'll say that same sentence again in the style of each genre. Andy and Tobin, does that make sense? Sure. Excellent. All right. The last round, Tobin went first, so we're going to start with you, Andy. First, let's hear your sentence about calm palms, just plain, normal, straight ahead. Palms have had an important symbolic role in a variety of cultures. Okay, great. I already regret my choice. (laughs) All right. Now let's hear that same sentence, but this time as if it were in an opera. Poems have had important symbolic roles in a variety of cultures. <laughs> oh. Wow. Check out that lung capacity. Very impressive. Who said that? All I see are stars. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) I blacked out. Okay. Now, Tobin, it's your turn. Please give us your sentence for Pines on its own. Our future depends on pine trees. Okay, wonderful. Now let's hear that sentence as if it was in a Disney princess movie. Our future depends on pine trees. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were really branching out there. I don't know. <laughs> were you the sidekick the, like, or the Disney princess? All the movies are so different, though. It's Th- true. That's completely correct. Taylor points out that they're all genres in and of themselves. So oh, so true. So true. Okay. Excellent work. Now, Andy, it's your turn again. How about okay. a bone-chilling thriller? What is that? I'm I'm so scared. <laughs> All I need is an important symbolic role in my culture. (gasps) Hark! Over there. (laughs) Is that a palm tree? (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Okay, Tobin, how about your line as a slapstick comedy? (laughs) Our future ain't gonna be the best if you don't got the pine trees. Wow. (laughs) You got me. I enjoyed it. All right. Andy, last (laughs) one. One more time, but as a superhero movie. Huh? The aliens are here. The aliens are here. The only thing that can combat the aliens are something of an important symbolic role in our culture. (gasps) But what is that coming out of the sand? (laughs) 
Fear not, people of Earth. <laughs> I am the palm tree. But you're not a tree. Oh, but for a symbol, I may be a strong, tall piece of grass, <laughs> but a tree is what you believe me to be, so a tree is what I shall be. Nicely done. The hero to save us all. Okay, Tobin, last one. It's time to hear it in the style of a Broadway musical. <clears throat> hey, kids, have you seen this tree? Let me show you this tree. Go down to the market, pick up some trees, because the future, if you want it, we want it, we want it, we want it, we want it. Ain't going to be the same if you don't got the pines. Don't got the pines, don't got the pines, don't got the pines. We got the pines, we got the pines. Wow. Could you imagine Incredible. going to Broadway for two hours and never having the songs rhyme? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called Steven Sondheim. I have to say, I was waiting for the high note in the opera. <laughs> well, you know, oh, sometimes we got basses, we got basses, we got tenors, we got all the that's range right. here. Andy, what are you, a baritone? Don't try to label me. What's up with you and labels today? <laughs> Sorry, tis, Barry, tis, tenor. Tis. Barry Tenor. <laughs> okay, Taylor, it is time to award a point to the side that impressed you the most. Again, the criteria are completely up to you. It is completely subjective. Have you made your decision? Yes, I have. Perfect. And it's time for our final round. The final six. In this round, each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Tobin, let's hear your six words for why pines are absolutely divine. Palm plants. Palm plants. Palm plants. <laughs> if you say that into a mirror, a palm tree <laughs> appears in your backyard. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Andy, it's your turn. Give us your final six to keep palm and carry on. Palms? No qualms. Pine? Just ask nine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. The idea of a tree being asinine is wonderful. Thank you. Do you know what the word asinine means? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it means foolish. Asinine means foolish. Okay. Despite the first syllable, it is not a swear word. Okay, Taylor. Tough decision. It's time to award your final point. Have you made your decision? I have. Excellent. Tally up those points. Are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? Yes, I am. Drum roll, please. And the winner is palm trees. Yes. This is a terrible day. Oh. A terrible way to be. Oh my goodness. This is wild. <laughs> Tobin, you were in for a root am, awakening. Am I having a worse dream than I did last night, which was a nightmare? Oh no. Wow. Incredible. Taylor, was there a moment that decided things for you? Like what pushed it over the edge there? The final six. <gasps> I just felt like... Um, wow. Incredible. Buzzer beater. I just felt like pine tree, it was a little repetitive. Mm. Mm -hmm. Didn't take full advantage mm. of the six Incredible. words available, maybe. Got a good ear on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a very close debate. It was tied to the end, it sounds like, Taylor. Mm-hmm. You had a very tough decision, but you did an excellent job. This was a great debate. Tobin... It was an absolute pleasure to debate you. When I found out we were debating and I looked you up, 
When I tell you that I had to go back into the archives and double my research efforts and triple check everything, it was because you bring such a focus and passion to trees that I know I really had to, had to really put all of my effort into it. And what did you learn about pine trees that you find maybe they're not so bad after all? They're just everywhere. They're, you can build a house from them. And, I mean, honestly, the removal of carbon dioxide, that is something pretty special. I thought that everything that Andy did today was pretty hilarious because Andy is really funny and he's a great writer. And I found the argument of the dog really funny. And also <laughs> the idea that just people don't have to like take palm trees all that seriously all the time. Mm. It's completely fine if they want to remind you of a special place or being at the beach because we all have those moments that we go to in our heads and wish we were when we're in difficult places, maybe when we're, you know, having a tough day. And for that reason, palms are are really important. And Andy reminded me of that today. That's lovely. Well, that's it for today's debate battle. Taylor crowned palm trees the Smash Boom Fest, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, and Aron Woldeslasi. We had engineering help from Jake Cherry and Josh Savageo with sound design by Rachel Breeze. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Wegel, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producers, Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross and Taylor Kaufman. Andy, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to today? I would. My wife is currently traveling to New York, so she's 30,000 feet in the sky, so have a safe flight. Oh, and how about you, Tobin? Any special shout-outs? Uh, I'd love to get a shout out to Pine Trees because I let you guys down, but also uh, <laughs> my two daughters whom I love and who are going to start listening to Smash Boom Best soon, I hope. Yay! I never let them listen to this episode. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> and Taylor, do you want to give any special thanks or shout outs? I want to say thank you to Molly, Mark, Sandin, and Rosie for giving me the opportunity to judge this episode. I love all the brains on you. Aw, okay. And I'd like to thank my mom for taking me to um, the two Brains on Live events I went to and this taping. My dad, because when I told him about this, he tried to understand what it was. (laughs) And my little brother, Tanner, for being my favorite little brother and my only little brother, but pretty good. (laughs) Before we go, let's check in with Ronan and see who he thinks should win his painting versus drawing debate. I think drawing should win because it's so much easier and all you need is a paper and pencil. Ronan's got a point. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye bye! Tobin, would you want to split a chirogenic chamber with me? Is that what <laughs> Frozen 2 is about? We haven't watched it yet in my house. Yep. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm not watching. It's it. probably about the journeys of sisterhood. It's, <laughs> it's-
It's about a forest <laughs> yeah. and trees. Uh, forest? Okay, yes. I'll watch it. 